Hello everyone. Welcome to the 24th episode of the Elevator Chat series of our Canadian journey. I am Darshan Maharaja. You must have heard that the federal government is seeking to slash 1 billion dollars from our defense spending. For comparison, Canada's spending on defense for the year 2023-24 is expected to be about 26.5 billion dollars. In other words, the spending cut is roughly 4% from the existing level. That is a significant reduction in its own right. And given the fact that we were already spending too little on defense, it is all the more worrying. There are, of course, internal ramifications to this. Our already less than modest military capacity will get reduced further. Plus, this news coming mere days after Prime Minister Trudeau boasted about giving Ukraine $650 million for its war against Russia is bound to rankle with a lot of Canadians. As a friend of mine, who is a veteran, pointed out, the new Defence Minister Bill Blair is musing about delaying equipment acquisitions. Right after we gave Ukraine a $400 million plus air defense system that our army has been begging for for over a decade. The equipment that we have already given to Ukraine, such as the howitzer guns and the leopard tanks, will take even longer to be replaced. These ramifications will be debated extensively in Canada, or at least one hopes so. But I wish to focus today on the external ramifications of this development. Outside of the die-hard supporters group for Justin Trudeau, there has been a long-standing lament that Canada has become increasingly irrelevant on the world stage. Of course, this is vehemently denied by the die-hard supporters group because they accept Trudeau's premise that throwing gobs of money at countries in pursuit of certain ideological goals makes Canada more relevant on the world stage. For example, and this may feel like ancient history now in view of everything that has happened since, remember Trudeau tweeting to Trevor Noah about giving $50 million? The tweet that began with the informal address, Hey Trevor! Unfortunately, the world does not operate along those lines. What matters is what you have to bring to the table on matters of far more serious importance. Sure, foreign aid is part of that, but it is only a part of the bouquet that can make us globally important. This brings me to a thorny question that was asked by a young Canadian. If you recall, I quoted it in my article about Canada's diplomatic quarrel with uh, India over the killing of Hardeep Singh Nijjar. The question was, how far have we fallen that a country can allegedly think that they can carry out a hit in Canada and get away with it? The question is, of course, rhetorical, but the answer, or more precisely, the answers still deserve to be spelled out. When we talk about what someone can bring to the table, what do we mean? Of course, it means what the other players on the world stage need or want. Here is a short and admittedly partial list of the important things. Energy, technology, scientific research and development, which is separate from technology. So here I mean R&D such as 
space exploration, medical sciences and the like. Then you have food, minerals and the ability to be an impartial arbitrator in international disputes. We all know the litany of failures on most of these fronts. On the energy front, bills C-48 and C-69 have put a major damper on our ability to supply the world with its needs, that is energy needs. Trudeau rebuffed the German Chancellor when he came asking for our natural gas, saying that there was, quote, no business case, end quote. With our obsessive focus on ideological pursuits, we have stopped innovating on the technology front. Our last innovation that was useful worldwide was the BlackBerry, which does not even exist as a consumer product anymore. The innovation supercluster that was announced with great fanfare by the then minister Naudip Bans has clearly not led to any innovation to speak of. As it says in the book of morphology, if at first you fail, destroy all evidence that you tried. So the supercluster has been memory hold with able assistance from our incurious media. And while India buys half a, ton, half a million tons of uh, red lentils from us, the diplomatic fight that Trudeau ignited certainly makes it a possibility that they are looking for alternative suppliers as we speak. At any rate, growth in this export would certainly get curtailed. As for minerals, our main handicap is that we haven't yet found a way to reconcile the need for development on one hand and the indigenous concerns on the other. In fact, indigenous concerns have been hijacked by other interest groups, resulting in shutting out even those indigenous people who are in favor of development. Dare I say that those indigenous people have been marginalized? All of the above description leaves only one avenue for us to be relevant on the world stage, i.e., as potential mediators in disputes between nations. Alas, excessive zeal for ideological imperatives has diminished our ability to do that in any meaningful manner. Other nations don't want to be lectured by anyone and preachifying is all we have to offer. Therefore, there is no commonality in our respective interests. Matters are made even more gravely worse when we take sudden twists and turns in our policies. Just weeks ago, Canada promised NATO to increase defence spending to 2% of GDP. Today's news that we would instead be cutting down on our already inadequate spending on defence is thus bound to leave a sour taste in the mouth of our NATO allies. The expression, what have you done for me lately, is supposed to be an Americanism, but I think that that is the way the whole world operates and has operated always. We can modify that expression to what are you likely to do for us collectively over the next little while and the answer would still be the same. In the early part of his tenure as Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau received a lot of accolades internationally for saying all the right things. After eight years, the world has seen that he is in fact all talk and no action. There is no cattle accompanying the impressive hat. As I see it, there is no way out of this morass until such time as a different individual 
and likely also a different party comes to the helm much as it may dismay us to see canada being rendered insignificant on the world stage there is no option other than to grind our teeth and bide our time that is of course my opinion let me know yours in the comments until we meet again goodbye and be well